Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, a podcast that takes just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Primack. On today's show, the death of NAFTA, and teens are getting worried about how much time they spend on screens. But first, Trump versus tech. The president this morning tweeted out a series of attacks against Google and other big technology companies, accusing them of censoring conservatives and rigging search results to primarily show negative stories about him and his administration. Trump even went so far as to suggest that this vast left-wing conspiracy is illegal and that the situation will, in his words, be addressed. Soon after, he got some backup from top White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow. We're taking a look at it. We'll let you know. President, aware that that uh, idea originated in a story on Russian media during the campaign that's been discredited? Which media? The, Russian uh, media? Campaign. The uh, Google censoring search results. This is above my pay grade. I, I don't know. Okay, a bunch to unpack here. First, the discredited Russian story reference there is something that appeared in Sputnik, which Kudlow could have learned by using well, using Google. And whether or not you want to believe that story, which was actually written by an American, it shouldn't be above Kudlow's pay grade to know about it, particularly not if it's something that he's been looking into. Second, it wouldn't actually be illegal for Google to censor search results if it wanted to, like President Trump suggested. It's a private company and one that Trump actually recently defended from European Union arguments that had violated antitrust rules. But this, and to me, this is the most important. What Trump's doing here is part of what seems to be a larger trend of discrediting not just specific media outlets or specific stories, but the idea of media in general, basically telling supporters, don't believe what you read. Don't believe what's in your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or your Google search results. It's all rigged. Now, if Congress or the White House uncover actual evidence of partisans monkeying around with search algorithms, then it should detail those findings and publicly shame the offending parties. My guess is that the free markets won't look kindly upon such tampering. But until then, these accusations only serve to undermine credibility without regard to what is and what isn't credible. That's bad news for all of us. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios executive editor Mike Allen. But first, this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique smart brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now back to the ProRata podcast. We're joined by Axios executive editor Mike Allen, who led his AM newsletter this morning with Trump's new take on tech. And Mike, you joined me for our initial pro rata podcast ever, where I kind of suggested the tech clash was over and you told me I was wrong. So let's start with you were right. What's happening now? What's new? So the president woke up 524 a.m. Even in Axios land, 524 is a pretty early wake up. And this 524 a.m. tweet, Dan, this is going to be a game change in the Washington conversation about tech. Like, there's so many tweets, like so many of them are interesting, so many of them are mind-blowing. You never know what tweet to pay attention to. This is one to pay attention to. So the president wakes up, he tweets Trump news and says that the results are rigged, all caps. He says that most of the stories are bad. Fake news, CNN, is prominent. And this is the why it matters. He says the social media platforms are controlling what we can and cannot see. This is a very serious situation will be addressed. And when the president says this is a very serious situation will be addressed, it's a little different than you or I saying that. And Dan, what's important about this is this fits in with a thread that we've been hearing from Republicans 
on the Hill, especially the number two House Majority Leader, Kevin McCarthy of California. As a Californian, he has a special connection to the tech community. And this idea that the social platforms are somehow punishing or downgrading conservatives is something that has really caught on in the heartland with the Trump base. From your perspective, as simple as he woke up and Googled something or he saw somebody complaining on Twitter, because remember, it was just a couple of weeks ago during the, some of the EU tariff fights, he referred to Google as one of the great American companies and how dare Europe possibly fine them for privacy violations. Great point. And we've seen him change his mind about companies before. We don't know yet the TikTok of this, but what we do know is that the administration has followed up. Oftentimes, a Trump tweet will just go out there and not even people inside the White House pay attention to it. But today, there's action. What's happened today that it makes me say there's a tweet to pay attention to. As the White House economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, went into the White House today, here's the money quote. On the way into the White House today, Larry Kudlow said, the administration is, quote, taking a look at, unquote, regulating Google searches. Now, how far along that is, we don't know yet. The president tweeting about it is, by definition, taking a look at it. But the fact that Larry picked it up, the fact that it already was an issue that had a resonance among conservatives. It's been bubbling out there for a long time. It's just recently become more visible. Kevin McCarthy, who's hoping to become the House Speaker if Republicans were to miraculously keep the House, he is talking it up. And now you have this hearing. And so you have instantly the president trying to take control of the hearing. So as we said on Axios AM, Mike's Top 10, my newsletter this morning, the president is using social media to complain about social media so that he can dominate the social media hearing. That's an interesting way of putting it. Do you feel Kudlow really is going in and, and getting the staff around saying, OK, we need to work on this? Or do you think he's just telling the boss what he wants to hear? Yeah, those things are mutually exclusive, of course. We do see as we head into the heart of midterm campaigning after the election and, of course, the day after the midterms, November 7th, 2018, that's when 2020 begins. That's when the presidential, uh, president's re-election campaign kicks off. This is an issue that is safe for them, is an issue that works with their base, and they pay very little price for it. And you know who's taking a victory lap? On this, this is, and when I say this is an idea that has been bubbling out there, this has been an idea that has been in Trump's world since January 2017, since the day they walked into the White House. I just emailed with Steve Bannon, President's former chief strategist, as we were walking in, and he said, I love it when an idea comes to fruition. And he had been among the people early in the administration who thought that big tech might be a place that this administration wanted to go because, Dan, as you and I have discussed before, big tech has pulled off something that very few industries or sectors or organizations or people have, and that is they have united the left and the right on the idea that these platforms need more scrutiny on the right, of course. They think these are social liberals that want open borders, and on the left, of course, they look at the concentration of power and wealth. Either way, you're in the crosshairs. First, I find it fascinating that Steve Bannon is basically channeling Hannibal Smith from the A-Team since they kind of dress alike. Let me ask this final question, which is the thing you just said about kind of the complaints on the right. How much from what Trump is doing do you think is kind of playing to that? And how much of it is an effort to simply discredit what people are reading? If a majority of people get their news via their Facebook feed or via their Twitter feed or things like that, if you can say to them, that stuff's not real, 
then they discount it, particularly if there is a lot of negative stuff coming out. That is very astute, and that is absolutely what we're seeing. And we started it seeing it specifically with Mueller when he talks about the witch hunt and everything he's done to try to discredit Mueller. That is very much aimed at having Republicans in general, his people in particular, like not believing whatever report eventually comes out. But now it's broader than that. And that's why you have the president saying out of his own mouth that what you're seeing isn't what's really happening. So this idea of Google searches aren't real. You Google something, what you see, that might not be reality. Like that is a new front in that same war. Thank you to Axios executive editor Mike Allen. My final two on trade and teens in a moment. There is more news out there than ever before, but these days it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is yesterday's big announcement that the U.S. and Mexico have reached a preliminary trade agreement that one of my colleagues is calling HAFTA, as in half of NAFTA, which had also included Canada. The big highlight here is that Trump's deal might be something Democrats actually like, particularly on autos, where it requires at least 40 percent of cars to be made by workers earning at least $16 an hour. But the big thing to remember is that a preliminary agreement is not the same thing as a deal. Even if Trump can get Congress to sign on, which he needs, it's still subject to negotiation with Canada, as Mexico hasn't yet signaled it would sign something unilaterally. And it's very hard to imagine Justin Trudeau being willing to look like he immediately caved to an American president who is deeply unpopular in Canada. And finally, the Pew Research Center today is out with a report saying that 54% of American teenagers are worried they're spending too much time with their devices. And it's good they recognize it because they're probably right. The only trouble is more and more jobs and parts of our everyday life are moving online. So either this is an intractable problem or maybe, just maybe, the next generation of entrepreneurs is going to work to reverse much of what my generation has built. And we're done. Big thanks for listening, whether on Apple, Google Play, or other platforms. And to producers Adam Gracia and Tim Shovers, be sure to follow us all day at Axios.com and sign up for my pro rata newsletter at signup.axios.com. Have a great National Bowtie Day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another pro rata podcast.